But there's a huge free throw from Andrew Jones. That should salt it away for Texas. Cade Cunningham, five seconds remaining. He's going to get one more up. It rolls off the rim for the first time ever. Texas wins the Big 12 championship game. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. Uh, Joe Ostrowski, Ryan Horvat. This is BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network. BetQL and Radio.com have partnered up to help you beat the sports books. Use our promo code daily for 20% off any subscription. BetQL tells you which side professional bettors are picking provides real-time line movement and historical betting results. Use our promo code daily for 20% off any subscription. So uh, we heard coming back from the break, the highlight of Texas. Are we, are we going to let Eli Hershkovich take another victory lap? Is that what we're going to do? Uh, he's ready to jump call. on. <laughs> that was all Jake. All Jake right there. <laughs> like, it's Wednesday. Let's let's move on, Eli. I mean, you can only pat yourself on the back so much. I mean, come on. We've, we've got all these games uh, to break down. He's uh, trying I to wa- get me hype. He's trying to get his boy hype. That's all. <laughs> okay. Okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. Eli Herskovich here, co-host of BetQLU. Make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast. It feels like you're doing more than two a week now, Eli. Am I just wrong or is it just so much uh, content that we're pu- pumping out that I lose track? Yeah, I don't know what's going on anymore. feels like it's Friday. It's only Wednesday. I know, man. It's Dude, we're a- hosting Friday, right? I think so. <laughs> Okay, I believe so. But yeah, I think we got one coming up later tonight with a a special guest, someone that's very close to Tom and I's heart hearts, I guess. Just, just tune in at 8 p.m. Eastern. Sister Jean. Yes. Live okay, from what, Indianapolis. What, what What is with this trend of people mad at Sister Jean? It's so idiotic. Yeah, I, I get it. I did it as a joke, Joe, that she kind of. You know, when they made the run, in the, I wanted to hear more about the players. I wanted to hear more about the coaching staff, not Sister Jean. And I made the, you know, I made the point yesterday on our radio show. Where was she in December when they were playing Lewis University? Now the cameras are out. Sister Jean wants to be a part of the. Action. All right, that's enough. Vaccinated, one years old. Stupid, so stupid. People yeah. have to be mad about something all the time. We have a NCAA tournament, and people want to be mad about the coverage of Sister Jean. Eli, Eli's in a great mood. Eli, I'm just realizing you haven't even been on the show. Uh, the show that you were on daily throughout much of the college basketball season, you have not been able to react on the air here to the Dave Lato firing. Yes. And now it's my time. Now it's my time. Dave Lato is one of the worst coaches in college basketball history. Didn't deserve to come back to DePaul came back from the G league was an assistant after getting fired for, from Virginia. There were people that were mad at Virginia back in 2010, I believe for the hiring of Tony Bennett, who won them a national title in 2010 or 2019. I should say, over the firing of Dave Lato. Dave Lato, who had a combined 25-30 wins in conference play over a five, six-year span. What is going out of the world where Dave Lato could get a second job at DePaul? Unbelievable. Who are you talking about? We, we were talking early in the show about some of these Final Four, Elite Eight, Sweet 16 props. Eli, I want to get your reaction to this. These lines are moving. Uh, This morning when we discussed it, Ohio 15 to 1, Liberty 15 to 1. Those numbers are no longer available. Some of them are being cut in half. What do you think about some of these uh, public double-digit dogs that people are hyping up? Ohio, Liberty, Winthrop, Santa Barbara. 
I think they're all live. I think Ohio's very live to knock off Virginia in the first round, especially with their guard play, especially with their three-point shooting. UC Santa Barbara, same thing as a seven-and-a-half-point dog against Creighton. That line actually jolted up to seven-and-a-half from six-and-a-half because uh, their guard, their sixth man of the year, was is day-to-day going into that game. So it's questionable if he's going to play. I think Rothstein said earlier in the week that he he's maybe leaning towards doubtful, but if he doesn't suit up, that's a big loss for UCSB on the offensive end on the defensive end. Not so much, not the best defensive guard from a matchup standpoint, but I love those two live dogs. I don't know if Oral Roberts is a live dog to beat Ohio state, but I think there's some value to around 16, 16 and a half. Eli, Ohio, that's the team that interests me. They're a lot of fun to watch. Do you feel like, you know, when we're looking at some of these players who might not be household names, like if you go back a couple of years ago, John Morant, like if you were a diehard college hoops fan, you knew he was going to be a top three pick, right? Um, But in the NCAA tournament, when he destroyed Marquette, then everybody really took notice. I feel like that's the same case in Ohio with Jason Preston. Do you think he's kind of going to be that up and coming player that people are really going to take notice of? And what are your thoughts on Ohio, man? Because I know you kind of just broke it down right there, but I legitimately think that they could be a sweet 16 team. They're, they're my dark horse, you know, kind of, I don't want to say Cinderella because now I feel like everybody's backing them, but what are your thoughts on them and uh, on him? Yeah. Listen, public dogs. I know public money can move lines in the tournament, but Ohio could definitely win the game outright. It it, it doesn't matter if the public is on them or not, you know, from the NFL standpoint, a lot of people like to fade the public or, the square dog of the week. Ohio might be a square dog, but it doesn't mean Virginia's going to win the game outright or cover the seven at this point. I believe it's seven right now on points. Bet might have gone back up to seven and a half. I'm very intrigued by Ohio with their perimeter floor spacing against a Virginia pack line defense that wants to cram the paint. Preston can also speed uh, up Virginia in transition. And that's an Ohio team that wants to play at a quicker tempo versus Virginia that needs to be ultra efficient in the half court. There were some reports earlier in the weekend. I don't know how much to take into account with this kind of stuff that I think Jordan Cornette, who's been on the show, now a broadcaster at ESPN, former Notre Dame forward, that if you look at what's going on in the tournament bubble and what he's hearing from coaches, that they're getting like cold meals. How much do these teams really want to be there? Virginia's getting there on Friday. So from a motivational standpoint, we'll see. I don't want to take too much, again, into account from from that perspective, from the mental standpoint of Virginia. But either way, Ohio is a very uh, strong chance to cover this spread. And a very, and they're a very live dog to win this game. And if they play Santa Barbara in the second round, that would be such a fun matchup with McLaughlin against Jason Preston. This is BetQL Daily on the Radio.com app. Also live 1430 in Denver. And uh, you could watch the video stream on our Radio.com sports YouTube page as well. Uh, via the BetQL audio network. Our guest, Eli Herskovich, College Hoops Maven co-host, BetQLU. Uh, Eli, I, wa- I want to make sure before we get caught up in all the games um, tomorrow for the games on Friday and then on the Friday show for all the Saturday stuff and uh, the, the action that will be going on over the weekend, I don't want to uh, to neglect futures because now we know paths. We know that you probably don't want to put a future on a team that's going to be in the same region as Gonzaga. And, and maybe there are certain matchups that you could see uh, down the road that you really like. Now we we know about the teams that we've talked about all season. You you recently took a future on Texas. We've discussed West Virginia this season, Bama at 80, both of us grabbed that, but are there any specific teams when you look at their potential path, 
Not necessarily outright either. It could be Final Four. It could be Elite Eight. Are there any teams that have value going into this tournament? Yeah, I think the one I mentioned on on Monday and the one that Jake uh, used the clip to lead into the segment is Texas. I'm very high on Texas. I have an article up on radio.com on BeckQL as well. Tom and I both do uh, the coast of BeckQL U2. We both like Texas to come out of that East region. I think it's it's wide open. If you think about the top four seeds between Michigan, who's dealing with the liver's injury, and he came out on Monday saying that he'd be shocked if he came back unless Michigan makes you know a Final Four run, a title run, which I just don't see happening, uh, especially with losing one of their best offensive players, if not their most consistent offensive player besides Dickinson on that end. Alabama, the two seed, and then you think about Texas being the three seed, the four seed is Florida State, which lost in the conference tournament title game to Georgia Tech because they turned the ball turned the ball over twenty plus times. Texas's athleticism such a mismatch for any team in the dance because Jericho Sims and Kai Jones can switch one through five, so you can set a ball screen and and get Sims matched up against a point guard. Same thing with Kai Jones, and they could guard you into the lane and around the arc because they're so quick. Kai Jones can go rebound a ball and go on a fast break and get the ball to the basket. He did that against Oklahoma state. You have one of the most experienced backcourts in college basketball, Matt Coleman, Courtney Ramey, and Andrew Jones, all guys that can handle the ball, create and create their own shot. Coleman and Ramey have some turnover problems, which is a little concerning, especially against a team like Abilene Christian, but I expect Coleman to be on top of his game. Like he was in the big 12 tournament and Texas size should also overwhelm Abilene Christian. You think about the path to get there to the, uh, to come out of this region, Alabama, Mm -hmm. potentially, or UConn Brock Cunningham could be one of the best defensive players that nobody knows about off the bench in terms of like a six man, seventh man role in the tournament because of his, of his ability to match up on a guy like James Booknight of UConn or John Petty for Alabama. Then you get to a potential game in the elite eight against Michigan or Florida state, or let's say LSU makes a run to the elite eight. If you think about what Texas can do from a three point standpoint, from an athleticism standpoint, again, they are such a mismatch for any team in that region. Texas seven to one over a points bet to win the East 35 to one to win the title. Uh, So I mentioned that uh, you have futures on both Texas and Alabama. And I was messing with you during selection Sunday. I'm like, Oh man, what a gut punch that is. It looks like the two, three, Texas, Alabama could meet in the Sweet 16. And, and your reaction was, I don't think we see that game. Like, why do you say that? My issue with Alabama right now is their injuries. Mm-hmm. Josh Primo is has the, I think it's a knee injury or something along those lines. I mean, he's not, he was on crutches over the weekend. So from an injury standpoint, it's concerning from the backcourt. And then Jordan Bruner was wearing the knee brace over the weekend. He didn't look good running up and down the floor. As much as I love Alabama's three-point shooting, if you go up against UConn in the second round, and we'll see if RJ Cole, their point guard, ends up, ends up playing against Maryland in the first round, that's one of the better three-point defenses in college basketball. Then you go up against a Texas potentially where their athleticism can overwhelm you at the defensive end where Alabama does not have a rim protector or at least a a healthy rim protector with Jordan Bruner being limited on that knee from a from a vertical standpoint. So I'm concerned about Alabama's injuries in the backcourt with Primo and with Bruner in the frontcourt. 
along with their three-point shooting, if they go cold and you don't have your rim protector down low to help out in transition, it could be an early second-round exit for the Tide. Yeah, and Eli, like, if you're looking for value, obviously it's there at points bet right now. Texas still 35-1, to you know, it was an outright. Alabama 22-1. to But I think, you know, I know it's only 6-1, to but Baylor plus 625. I know after the COVID layoff, they haven't been the same team. But I still think you're getting pretty good value right there. I mean, they're the best three-point shooting team in the country. They're the top scoring team in the country, and they defend. Do you think that there's still value there with Baylor plus 625, or is that a stay away just because of what went down after the COVID layoff? Yeah, it's a stay away. And they have dropped off considerably defensively over the last three weeks since the COVID layoff. They're now outside the top 40 of adjusted defensive efficiency. Really good guard play still. Offensively, they're elite especially when they're on from three, like you mentioned with Macy Oteague. It's just concerning these defensive woes. If you get a UNC, a Wisconsin, a Purdue in the Sweet 16, whatever team it may be in the early portion of that bracket for Baylor, I could see them getting upset in any of those games because of these defensive issues. Are you back for lightning bets later or no? Uh, We'll see. <laughs> okay, thanks, Eli. That's <laughs> Eli Herskovich. Uh, we'll go back to the association next. Dan Bespris uh, will be dropping by. He's terrific. Then we'll wrap the show with the Lightning Vets. Maybe with Eli, maybe not. Joe Owen Horvat, you're locked into the VetQL Audio Network.